All right, I'm gonna get started. <clears throat> I'm gonna try to get into the voice. It's <laughs> like, come on, for God. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 95. My name is Strong Bad, and today I'm gonna be answering some emails. Alex in Denver, Colorado writes, "What's up, girls and gays?" From Alex in Denver, Colorado. Uh, that's 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 a good question, dear Alex in Colorado. Okay, I'm, I'm all right, right, all right. What's up, girls? <laughs> Why don't we do this so more often, Mark? Why don't we just we can just we can just do this at any time. We can just what, watch things. We can just watch things that are good that we like, and we don't have to justify shit to anyone. I but with mm-hmm. like 200 people listen to this podcast max we can do whatever the fuck we want no one's paying us why do we torture ourselves when we could be watching Homestar yeah. Runner every week oh man this is uh I'm excited yeah quite honestly the 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 the, the people don't want to hear about terrible action movies and I don't want to talk about them so we're taking a break from that shit yeah yeah I am I am I am very very excited to get into this episode. I am very, very excited about Homestar Runner. Um, I think we have a lot to talk about this week with Homestar Runner. So, Mark, what did we watch this week? So, we watched Homestar Runner, which is a Flash animated surreal comedy web series created by Mike and Matt Chapman, also known as the Brothers Chaps. Uh, I guess we'll begin by saying that uh, Alex like grew up with this shit and was very yeah. steeped in its culture and mm-hmm. it was very influential to her humor whereas i um had seen a picture of trogdor in 2007 <laughs> and that was my entire knowledge of homestar runner until mm, around 11 30 a.m today <laughs> and now i've seen a couple dozen episodes of this thing and, and you're a huge I fan am. And my mind is, f- my <laughs> my my mind is full of incredible memes that I will not forget about for decades. Yeah. Um. So I I think that like saying oh it's a surreal flash animated comedy web series really doesn't tell you a lot about what Homestar Runner is. So I I, I kind of want I need people right. to understand how this thing worked. Okay. Right, so it's, it's... Because there there was kind of a lot of those type of things. Like, this isn't just Charlie the Unicorn, where it's just on YouTube. Like, this is different. Yeah, this isn't just Newgrounds shit. This is its own very particular thing, right? Okay, so it's the 2000s. You are either 12 or in college, and you smoke a lot of weed. Uh, and you would go on the website, homestarrunner.com, and it would just be a box, in the middle of a completely black screen. Um, and you would just have these weird little three to five minute cartoons with all of these weird looking characters. And it would be like, on Monday, usually, there'd be something. You never knew what it was going to be, but there was going to be something new, usually. Or sometimes, for two weeks, there was nothing. Or sometimes for like, Two years, there was nothing, right? Um, there was no, like, update blog or associated Twitter account, right? Because Twitter didn't exist yet. You know, there were no ads on the website. There was no communication from the creators at all, really. Um, 
And it's not just cartoons that they're putting up. They're putting up flash games. They're putting up, there's all these like weird interactive menus uh, for all of the different like subcategories of cartoons that would like change and evolve over time. And there's all of these like hidden pages and Easter eggs all over this thing. I think the actual closest comparison that I can think of is actually Neopets, <laughs> um, which I, I, I recognize is like from around the same era. So if you don't know Harmstar Runner, there's a good chance you don't know Neopets either. But it's like one of these things where it's like, here's this thing that feels like it's just kind of been here. Like it just has kind of existed on the internet forever and you can just poke around it and keep finding weird hidden shit. And so this this website, homestarrunner.com, is entirely ma maintained by, like, two dudes, um, one of whom voices almost every single character, of which there are probably hundreds, um, and they just do this for, like, a, over a decade. And they still do it. Like, they, like, once or twice a year, they'll put out, like, a holiday cartoon still. Um, and, like... You know, there was, like, a, a shop where you could buy merch and stuff, and they were, like, shipping it out of their fucking house. And, like, it, it was very, like, they had principles. They would talk about this in, in like, in the rare interviews that they did, that they had principles about, like, we're not going to fucking license this thing out to every shitty corporation in the world. We're not going to, like, sell it to Cartoon Network. It is going to be this thing, and it is going to continue to be this thing. Um, and... So, you know, we, uh, we, we kind of can justify watching this by saying that we watched Strong Bad Email number 94, which is called Video Games and is about video games. Uh, but also, like, there is just a general video game <laughs> jokes throughout. There, there's just, like, a sensibility of people who play video games <laughs> to the whole ordeal. And so, and, and obviously, like, they were making their own flash games that were parodies of actual video games. And so like the 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 gamerness of Homestar Rudder is definitely like intertwined with it. Um and so that that's how, you know, that's how we're able to What was that what was that game that was there was wasn't there like a strong bad game like strong bad's cool game for attractive people or something? Yes, yeah, so there was so the the there's like only two like licensed out things that were not entirely made by Matt Chapman and Mike Chapman. Um, and that was Strong Bad's Cool Game mm. for Attractive People, which was made by Telltale Games, like old school Telltale Games, like pre-The Walking Dead Telltale Games. Right. Um, and then I think there is like a Trogdor board game now. Right. Uh, but like broadly, they did really did not do that kind of stuff at all. Um, like when they announced that Telltale game, it was crazy. Like, cause they just they just didn't do that kind of shit. Um, so I I want to start out uh, by asking you, uh, like, how did you go about this? Like, where did you watch it, and what was your approach? Cause I real I gave Mark almost no instructions. I said watch the video games related emails, <laughs> you know, and then just just go and just do it. So I, I'm interested to hear <laughs> how you how you did that yeah so uh <laughs> i did pretty much exactly what you suggested which is just i think in your words it was like go on youtube search search homestar runner and go nuts <laughs> um and then you only gave me like two specific episodes to watch uh and i so i i there was a youtube playlist of a hundred videos called the very best of homestar runner uh and uh shout out to whoever made that because like 
I probably made it through like a third of that playlist and then just started watching random emails Mm -hmm. in no particular order, just letting the YouTube suggested video uh, take me on a journey. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I probably did that for like like an hour and a half today, like whatever the equivalent of um, (laughs) of the normal time. Uh, contribution that we usually make for this podcast, except it wasn't excruciating <laughs> and I didn't have to watch like fucking Gerard Butler pretend to be an army man or something. <laughs> and instead I got to watch a uh, really funny uh, 2000s style referential humor that is exactly up my alley and exactly the type of shit that I would have been obsessed with uh, as a child. Because I was like a Newgrounds kid in like 2000. From starting in like 2004 all the way up to like 2009, uh, and so I I I should have been like right there. Like the, it's it's crazy how how into this I would have been, and and how much my friends must have been into this because there's a lot of in jokes that like I recognized from things that they would say that I didn't know were references to Homestar Runner. Yeah, I I was at the point where like uh, watching these like phrases would come up that I say all the time and had completely forgotten were Homestar Runner quotes. Like, they were just things that had become part Mm -hmm. of my vocabulary and just kind of faded into the back of my brain where they came from, you know? Um, I really cannot overstate uh, how fundamental this thing was to my life. Like, this was like... This was like the first fandom... I was obsessed with, I guess. Like, I was completely fucking obsessed with this thing. I was I was on this website every goddamn day. I was reading the absolutely terrifyingly detailed fan wiki every <laughs> single day. I fucking, I just loved this shit. Um, I used to, you used to be able to, to download these off of iTunes and put them on your iPod Nano and watch them on the school bus. Like, it was fucking... <laughs> It was it was it was like a fu- it was like a lifestyle, man, to be in a Homestar Runner in two thousand five or or whenever. Um, I do want to know who your favorite character is. <laughs> I'm very curious about that. Uh, yeah, so um, a couple of favorites. Uh, I guess main characters aside, I really really liked uh, Strong Sad, I love who Strong is Sad. like the uh, <laughs> like the. Um, I don't know. He's 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 got fishnets. He's sad. He's the he's the depressing emo old, old younger brother. <laughs> he, he's the he's the Eeyore of this show. You yeah. know, he's he's kind of the like the emotional punching bag. Um, he's real funny. Um, he's got like there's this there's this episode with a Halloween party. Um, and there everyone is in a circle going around uh, adding to a ghost story. And then, uh, so Strong Bad's like, and then it was a robot, and he started blowing everybody up with his eyes. And then Strong Sad is like, and then the robot had a human brain, and he saw his grandchildren and felt human emotion again and started crying. But then the tears short-circuited his body, so he fell and crushed them to death. And it's just, <laughs> he's such a fucking downer, and it's so perfect. <laughs> Uh, every every time he was on screen, I was like, "Yes, we're gonna get some <laughs> sick memes out of this." <laughs> um, yeah i I couldn't believe like coming back to this like how well that it holds up. Like it's maybe even sharper 
than it was when I was a kid. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's nostalgia and I'm laughing at this because it's nostalgia. I'm like, oh, this was, like, even smarter than I thought it was <laughs> at the time. I, like, Yeah, there's it, a lot of, like, subtext into, like, the way that these characters talk. Like, yeah. they, there's things going on under the surface, like, especially with Strong Bad. And, uh, yeah, it's, there's, it's... It's a lot, you know? It's, yeah, it's, 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 I, I like to say it's like poetry, right? Like every, it's, it's, it, every single syllable of every single line is maxed out to be as funny as it can possibly be. Like there are, there are strong bad email episodes where it's just like banger joke after <laughs> banger joke for three minutes straight. Like it's like watching fucking Jordan. Like it's just, it's crazy yeah. how on point it is and how consistently on point it was for like, Eight years straight, they were putting stuff out, like, on an almost weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And you watch the stuff, like, that that is years apart, and it's just as sharp. Like, it never it never gets dull at any point. The, the sense of humor is is so strong. Um, I think the, the, the thing that I would compare it to is, like, when you watch a really, really strong episode of, like, mid-90s The Simpsons. Yeah. And it's just hits, like, it's 22 minutes of pure gold, but they had a fucking, like, writing team with, like, Conan O'Brien on it and, like, and like 17 other legendary comedy writers. And this is just, like, two guys. Yeah. Just like <laughs> and I feel dudes. like it's the same level of sharpness. Yeah, it's, it's, um... Yeah, I, I do kind of want to dig into, like, different aspects of the sense of humor to kind of try to explain what it is that makes Homestar Runner tick. Same, right? Um, yeah. Because I think, especially if you haven't uh, ever watched Homestar Runner before, this episode has probably been kind of bewildering so far because all of the character names are fucking weird. Sure. And there's a lot going on. But I, I do want to kind of <laughs> dig into, like, why is it so funny, <laughs> right? Um, and, like, yeah. the, ob the obvious first thing is the self-reference. Right, like self references. Yeah, the, the self reference part. was the the first thing that I noticed. Like yeah. I texted you the first time I I got to an episode that was referencing another episode. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, they, they they did the thing from the early episode, and then it just kept happening yeah. as I as over the hour and a half I grew more familiar with the material. Yeah, it is it, the thing. This thing is just a web, right? Like, and, and it's it's amazing because you yeah. don't need to know what the references are to get the jokes, but. Everything is interconnected in some way. And, like, it's... You mentioned the thing about the band names before we were recording. Could you could you get into that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so there's a... There's an episode... I think it's, like, episode three of the Strong Bad emails, which is probably, probably if you don't know what the show is, probably the most popular segment is this character, Strong Bad. He's the guy whose voice I've been doing. He's, like, a real like weird like computer nerd who dresses up like a luchador and responds to fan emails and that's like the show that's that's the whole show yeah that is there are 200 of these <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh, it's so many um remarkably consistent yeah. but anyway um one of the very very is like episode three is uh Someone's like, hey, Strong Bad, uh, I, I got to think of a name for my band. We have a gig coming up, but I can't think of a good band name. And he's like, well, a good idea if you want to name a band is just think of a cool word and then just like spell it wrong. Like limousine spelled with like a Z and then a Z-E-E-N or something like that. And then he like names a couple mm -hmm. others, like just a total throwaway joke. And then I, like like a couple minutes later, I was on email episode 133 <laughs> and like he's playing he's like this is a song from the band limousine it's like spelled like that 
and it's like an actual song that somebody recorded and i was like the, oh my god like that they they just they so like <laughs> so here's what i need thing? you to understand here's what i almost every single band that he names in that email at this point has had like at least one full length track <laughs> or like Jesus. they have like dressed up as this band and performed as them at a bar at one point like <laughs> some of their one of there's a limousine song in guitar hero rock the 80s <laughs> like it's oh my god it's it it's it's the fact that they take literally anything literally any throwaway joke and they just will build on it over and over and over again for years and then it's like not just that right it's it's not just the self-reference across time and space right the self-reference across all of these weird disparate cartoons it's the self-reference that happens within the cartoon itself right like you're watching one three minute short and a character will make a throwaway joke in the first scene and then two scenes later another character will be wearing a t-shirt that references that throwaway joke from the scene earlier like it is just they're so on top of their game with that shit it's 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 unbelievable um and then the, and then the, there's the other pillar right <laughs> of homestar runner i'm not gonna say <laughs> that Mike and Matt Chapman invented mispronouncing words, but I will, I will contend that they did raise it to an art form. Like, like, so much of modern internet humor is deliberately bad wordplay, right? Like, mispronouncing words on purpose so they sound dumb and like weird contractions and it's shumming words together that don't belong together so you end up you know the homesteadive meme and stuff all of that the dna of that sense of humor is right here yeah i i, I can't think of any specific examples right now but that, that was exactly what i was thinking as, your head explode <laughs> yeah yes that yes the that's exactly yeah the video game episode where uh like he turns himself into a, a like a vector style like video game boss and he kills the main character and then it goes your head explode and it's spelled y your head a space explode and, and it's yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so simple, it's so pure. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's it really is the best kind of humor, right? Yeah. Because it hurts absolutely no one. <laughs> it just Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um and then like one of the one of the other things that's really central in a weird way and is part of like the self-reference Ouroboros that is Homestar Runner. <laughs> like it's it's not that they're they like there's fourth wall break jokes. It's that the fourth wall just never existed in the first place because it is a cartoon about characters that are in a cartoon. Yep. Like not like not like the beginning of Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they're like actors and they walk off a set, right? Like no, they just the world that they live in is a world where the character Homestar Runner is in universe. Homestar Runner from HomestarRunner.com. That's like yeah, is, who he is. Isn't the idea that like they live in our universe, but they're just like in the website and like because the idea is like Strong Bad's getting these emails from just like regular people 
in regular places and he's just responding to them but he's like yeah, a and then, to be clear these were real emails like yeah right exactly like like it wasn't like it wasn't them making shit up there is a link to email strong bad at the end yep. of every cartoon and you could <laughs> send emails in and he would and it was it was real um yeah, yeah it's 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 <laughs> it's really something special um and like i think the the last thing i want to touch on with the with the huber stuff is um they they don't swear in this they, it's not vulgar it's not like for them like there's like you know like dumb gross out jokes sometimes but like it's mostly like lots of wordplay lots of goofy jokes lots of like jokes that function on the mechanics of comedy writing not on the mechanics of just like mm -hmm. trying to be offensive um and this was something that they talked about in interviews and they would and they would you know because they, they would get asked like why you know why is it like this do you is it some sort of like moral standing that you guys take and they're just like no like you know like we're we're not saints we're just dudes we swear all the time but like everybody's doing that and it's easy and I think that says, I think that plus like their commitment to not selling this thing to any TV studios, their commitment to not putting ads on the site, even, even to this day, there is a YouTube channel that they operate that is just called homestarrunner.com that has a bunch of the cartoons uploaded to it. They could be making fucking bank on ad revenue off of that. And they aren't, there are no ads on any of the YouTube videos. Um, and it, the, like this thing gets to be pure in a way that things just don't anymore. Like, mm -hmm. it, this couldn't exist now in the way that it does. They couldn't have pulled it off because the internet just doesn't work like this anymore. No. Because there aren't websites anymore. There are, there's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, I, you know? I, was, I was watching recently, there was an, an interview with Bill Wirtz, um on uh h3h3's podcast uh side note fuck h3h3 we all know this anyway um <laughs> yes but that's but a good interview i've seen it as well yeah. that's a good ass interview and he was talking about this too because um ethan the 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 guy from h3h3 keeps telling him he's like do you know how much money you could be making if you monetized history of the world and he was like yeah i have like a rough idea but like i just kind of miss like when like the internet wasn't like that so i'm not gonna do it and at one point in the interview, he's like, okay, yeah, you've convinced me I'm going to do it. And then Ethan's like, you're not actually going to do it, are you? He's like, no, I was just trying to say that to get you off my back. I'm not going to do it. And I, and, <laughs> and I, the, I, I always got like an old internet feeling from Bill Wirtz. And you, you look at this and you're like, oh, Bill yeah. Wirtz definitely fucking watched this. Because yeah. similarly, um, Bill Wirtz is also not like – like explicitly vulgar he like curses sometimes but it's 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 like a very like wholesome pure like style of like it, there there's a lot of self-reference in in that as well i'm not gonna like do a giant comparison but just that style of old internet yeah. well i i you mentioned like wholesomeness and comedy and i yeah. think i like kind of do want to talk about that in relation to homestar runner mm -hmm. and the character strong bad right because wholesome is like a loaded word and it could mean a lot of things like i'm not talking sure. about focus yeah. on the family I'm not <laughs> like dennis prager um but yeah like you know so you briefly talked about like who strong bad is he's the guy with the egg head that wears a luchador mask or as yeah. he says the luchador mask is his face yeah, um, yeah he's like well and, i never take off and, my mask because like would you just take off your face <laughs> If, if so, are you like a cool yeah. robot guy? Can we be friends? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and like, so Strong Dad is a jackass, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the and a lot of the humor is like Strong Dad is a jackass, right? He's he's mean to the people. Yeah, he's like very pig-headed. Like he's he's like yeah he. Yeah. He, he's mean to the people that 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 send emails to him. He's mean to his little brother, Strong Sad. He's mean to Homestar Runner, who is kind of a dipshit. <laughs> um, kind of a dipshit. That's not fair. Homestar Runner is the dipshit. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing about it is that he's not Rick from Rick and Morty. And here's why, right? Because... In Rick and Morty, Rick, the the joke is, haha, it's funny because Rick is so much smarter than everyone and he's such a jackass and it isn't fun to watch him be such a jackass. And he's so cool <laughs> because he's such a cool, smart jackass. Strong Bad is not cool. And the show knows very well that Strong Bad is not cool. <laughs> Like, when Strong Bad is making fun of people, the joke isn't, oh, it's like, the joke isn't on the person that he is making fun of. The joke is on Strong Bad because he, he, he can't get over his toxic masculinity right. and needs to prove what, like, a cool tough guy he is at all times. <laughs> And, like, he's, because he's, like, a big nerd who loves old computers and nitpicks everybody's grammar. He's a fucking dork. And so he is massively overcompensating for that Mm -hmm. by trying to be this tough guy, and he isn't. And the show knows that. And I think that's why it, it, even now, it doesn't come off as, like, that bullying humor. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Like, some of the shitty kids movies we watch, like the Angry Birds movie, like... It's that shitty bullying humor where the punchline is just like, this person is fat, or like, this person is uncoordinated and not popular. And like, that's kind of the joke in Homestar Runner, but really the joke is, Strong Bad is such a jackass for <laughs> for doing this in the first place. And it's it's funny, I like your comparison to, uh, to Rick Sanchez, because um, when you watch Rick and Morty... Um, you know, people people who defend Rick and Morty, like, including me at times, I think the first two seasons are great. Anyway, moving on. Um, people who defend that show will always not, say, like, listen, oh. <laughs> there are great episodes of that show. Yes, absolutely. The, the, the point I, I, I would try to make on, on this, comparing the two, because I think it is a good comparison, uh, is in the, in, the, in the best episodes of Rick and Morty, you can see that, like, what the show's trying to do. Like they're trying to show you that like Rick is like not a hero and he's an asshole and he's lonely, but the show kind of has to like beat you over the head with it to the point where it becomes very obvious. Like they'll like play like a sad indie song at the end of an episode to really punch like an emotional <laughs> effect. Yeah. Um, and like, it works. I, I like, yeah. I like, like those Oh, episodes. he's a jackass, but also he's really sad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I like those moments in Rick and Morty, but like, they're not like 200 IQ moments. Meanwhile, like the, in 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 Homestar Runner, like they'll show, they don't have to like say anything. It just is obvious within the way they write the character that like he is not someone to be like admired or like he's like you shouldn't act like him <laughs> no. because like he's just a weird guy. Like they just, it's the way that it's written. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. have to. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't have to to hear like I don't have to see like a strong moral obvious message at the end of the episode to know <laughs> yeah, that strong bad. You don't, bad's you don't mean. have to listen to a Nine Inch Nails song <laughs> to know that strong bad is a jackass. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then he and he's definitely gay. Is the other part? Yeah, the, um, the amount that he's like, like I gotta get an email today. Hope it's from a girl. I love girls. Girls are hot. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> it's like the, okay, the, fra- the phrase right. "hot girls" and like strong grad's pursuit of hot girls is like a constant theme, and like I am certain that this was not the intent of the two dudes from Georgia who made this in two thousand four. But like now, watching it, the obvious read of this is that strong bad like clearly has some queer feelings and doesn't know how to deal with them and needs and sees that part of himself as emasculating and therefore he needs to project this persona of this like casanova dude that he clearly isn't and like kind of seems like he doesn't even really want to be um yeah, I don't know. I find that read of the character fascinating, and I also find it correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I mean, he's he's like a he's like a like a pudgy shirtless like wrestler dude, and he always draws himself with like gigantic <laughs> abs, and like he has a big obsession with like strong muscles and like drawing muscles onto things that don't necessarily need like muscles. I don't know. I he I buy it. <laughs> yeah. His obsession with masculinity could 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 be read uh, could be read a different way is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then the other obvious queer representation to Hope Star Runner is Strong Sad, who is a, a non-binary trans lesbian, as I, far I, as I'm concerned. Yeah. I was going to say big, uh, big sad non-binary pansexual, uh, or like even like asexual <laughs> energy from this like sad emo poet <laughs> this character is writing poetry has a blog uh wears fishnet arm sleeves to the club and talks about how they don't want to dance and there's literally an episode where they, where strong sad tries to get strong bad into shoegaze <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm sorry y'all but strong sad is trans and trying to get strong bad to fucking figure his shit out so he can stop being so fucking homophobic all the time yeah, like that's just yeah. canon i'm sorry it's just true i'm just saying that like speaking directly <laughs> from experience um no boy who grew up socialized as a boy and started <laughs> listening to the smiths as a teenager is still a boy like it's it's just like i'm sorry oh god i love you mark <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mark you are my family is yep. there is there anything else that you want to say about home star runner um it's really good it's really and, good uh, looking in the notes here apparently some of them went on to like do more commercial projects and uh such as gravity falls and i've never seen that either and now i feel like yeah I need seriously to watch that too Okay, I'm going to briefly talk about Gravity Falls. I think we're going to do a Gravity Falls episode of this podcast at some point because there are two video game episodes and they both whip. Uh, Matt Chapman, who voiced basically all of the characters in Homestar Runner, uh, was uh, one of the writers on Gravity Falls, uh, also did a bunch of bit voices, so there will be moments when you're watching Gravity Falls and then (laughs) Strong Bad starts talking and you're like, what the fuck? I love that. Um, That show is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, yeah. Definitely watch it. We will 
do an episode on it at some point. Uh, but that. yeah, that's that's probably the last thing I'm gonna have to say. What the uh, Mike Chapman worked on Yo Gabba Gabba for Yo, a while. Like there was awesome. this weird period where they like weren't putting a lot of stuff out because he was working on Yo Gabba Gabba, and then Gravity Falls happened, and now they're kind of putting stuff. Out. It's a it's a whole weird thing. But listen. Watch Gravity Falls. Watch Homestar Runner. Watch Homestar Runner. It's great. Like, just go on YouTube and just search strong bad email and just start watching them because they're all... It's amazing. It's so goddamn funny. It's... I can't... I cannot explain to you. I tried to for like 15 minutes. I tried to explain to you why Homestar Runner is so funny. It doesn't fucking matter. Just go watch it because it's really good. What are we watching next week, Mark? Uh, well... <laughs> Um, yeah, from the... The self-indulgence continues. The self-indulgence <laughs> does indeed continue this week. Uh, Shout-outs to our friend Pritchard. Uh, they suggested uh, that we watch Unraveled, um, which is uh, for the two uninitiated who might not have heard of it, who are listening to this. Um, you're in for a treat. Uh, Unraveled is a YouTube uh, series that also airs on Polygon by uh, Polygon video producer Brian David Gilbert. Um in each episode, uh, BDG for short, uh, claims that he will provide, quote, ridiculously comprehensive video game lore. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, man, I don't want to be hyperbolic. This is maybe the best, like, YouTube series that has been created within this decade or like last decade technically i don't yeah. know within the last five yeah, years so... <laughs> this is the best shit that, that, that is on youtube yeah i um i would say like one of the one of my reasons for wanting to come to this after homestar runner is homestar runner was i think is the absolute pinnacle of 2000s internet comedy it is mm -hmm. it is the best there is and it still holds up it's still yep. that fun like remember remember when we watched red versus blue like red versus blue was all right but it doesn't slap like hope star runner slaps yep. still um, totally unraveled and by extension just everything that brian david gilbert has ever produced um i think is just he's he's just straight up the most brilliant mind working <laughs> in the field right yeah. now like just just period just period and um, this so i'm not really sure how we're gonna approach yeah. this <laughs> not, not um, sure how we're gonna do it but i i will second that uh th this shit will hold up we will be watching brian david gilbert in 10 years and being like man yep this this is still sharp yeah i will be talking about unraveled like i talk about homestar runner now <laughs> yep there are certain <laughs> there's certain bdg videos that i've watched upwards of like 20 times that i yep <laughs> it's it is it is pure comfort food um uh i i i don't like i i will say another reason why this qualifies as uh good cartridge cinema club content obviously we do like to focus on like queer content uh, i'm not going to focus or speculate on his like on his sexuality as a person i'm just saying that all <laughs> all the less unraveled is a is, is a queer work it, it, it feels it has the feeling of a queer work um it all of my i mean i mean i i would like i don't know i wouldn't even argue with that sure. because it's like he made he makes entire videos where he like talks about different types of people that he wants to fuck like, yeah i mean he's, i don't know i don't think it's fair yeah, he's talked about really all, all, every, every type of different gender of mortal Kombat character that he would fuck <laughs> and gender yeah. didn't seem to be in the way 
of that. Uh, so whether or not, you know, the person, Brian, is, you know, any on the queer spectrum doesn't really matter. We, we the gays, have claimed this work. And I don't think I don't think Brian would have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Unraveled a lot next week, so I think we, it's time to time to wrap this up. Where could people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. The at uh, on Twitter, again, is Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord. It's linked on the Twitter. Fun times in there. Uh, you can follow us uh, and listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you're going to rate us, uh, it's helpful to rate us on iTunes. I'm getting word that uh, more people are listening on iTunes uh, these days. That's because I was in a, a Super Smash Brothers tournament in the Discord of a uh, Twitch streamer that I like, and I met two random people in voice chat who happened to listen to this show, and they're both listening on iTunes. So if you review us, more people will find us on <laughs> iTunes. Um so, uh, yeah, also, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. And for me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, take a, take a wild fucking, like, like mood shift for the post-show here. Because, obviously, like, post-show is usually about politics. And politics is a rough thing to talk about lately. Um, but the, I think the thing that I want to say... Uh, like, I really have, like, the mm. thing that I want to say, and mm. then I, I think I'm done. Like, okay. Fascism is here. Yep. Capitalism is collapsing. It doesn't make you a doomer. You're not, quote-unquote, blackpilled uh, for being fucking terrified, for thinking that things are collapsing around you. They are. Um, But... The difference between being, quote-unquote, a doomer about it mm -hmm. uh, is whether you're going to take it lying down or standing up, right? Um, That's and, correct. And to yeah. me, so to, to me, this is what this means, right? It should not be, well, everything is falling apart. Fuck it. Why even try? Um, it should be, well, everything is falling apart. It is more imperative than ever to be involved with struggle. It is... <clears throat> It is more imperative mm -hmm. than ever to be tapped into what's going on with your community, to be involved in mutual aid, to be involved in direct action, because when the fascism is at your doorstep, you want contacts. You want to know people. You want to have allies. You want to have a community behind you mm -hmm. to help protect you. Um, and so yep. what I'm going to say, like, all I'm going to say is, like, don't, if, if, you know, if you're scared, don't take this shit lying down, like, I don't, you know, I'm not saying you have to go fucking burn down the White House right now, but, like, start getting involved in your community, like, in any way you possibly can, because you are going to need it when shit gets worse. And yeah. it's going to get worse, you know? Like, I, it's, it's not, it's yep. not, like, it's not pessimistic to say shit is about to get very bad. It's a accurate assessment of our material reality. Shit is about to get very mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Start working. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say two things. Um, I'm notorious uh, for being somebody who is like a leftist who still says, yeah, but we should still vote um, because like it makes me sound like a lib. Um, but um, I want to be clear uh, to anyone who like follows my Twitter or whatever. Uh, no election will save us. No. Uh, I think voting is one thing that you can or cannot do. 
um, you're still my political ally if you don't vote, like, yeah. to be clear. I would say, if, I mean, like, if we're talking about voting, vote down ballot, care about the city council because it might matter. Um, Trump or Biden winning is scary. Both of those options are fucking terrifying. It doesn't, it honestly, like, yep. I, I'm honestly a little bit more scared of Biden winning. So, like, you know, that, that aspect of it, like, fuck, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm like, pfft. but yeah, right. local exactly. elections can influence your life and the life of your comrades. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So, so the thing is that like, yeah, voting won't save you. Um, that's, that, that's lib shit. Uh, and, uh, you know, not to like overly dunk on libs because that's, that's easy. Um, and it's pointless. Uh, but <laughs> at least, at least from, from, a praxis perspective, you know, but anyway, um, the only other thing I was going to say was like, I'm um I'm proud of the way that my like that 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 my um I guess praxis uh has uh evolved over the course of like the last year cuz I heard um that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died um which because we live in the stupidest country of all time uh she was a load-bearing 87-year-old um when it comes to the reproductive rights of people with uteruses um which is just absolutely uh, ridiculous. But my first thought was not doom and gloom. It was not uh, yell yell at people and tell them to vote. My first thought was, okay, well, what I'm going to do is um, try to find as many people as possible who do not have uteruses who would like to, with me, um, start buying fucking Plan B and you know stocking up on shit for uh, poor people who may not be able to afford um, uh, contraception who may lose access to abortions or other such care. And yeah, my first thought was like, okay, well, how do I, well, this is going to happen. Bad things will get happen and they will continue to get worse. How can we as a community help each other? And I was like, I was like, okay, that felt a lot better than getting on Twitter and making jokes and dunking on libs. And I was like, man, yeah, this is a better way of living. Uh, I mean, I, I like firmly, I like firmly believe that the difference between being like part of the quote unquote dirtbag left and being like an actual yeah. principled communist is like, mm-hmm. like the dirtbag left, the the chopo trap houses of the world, they only know how to critique, critique liberals and conservatives and talk about how stupid they are. They don't know how to mm-hmm. build a better world than the one we already have. Being a principled communist is about believing in building a better world and believing in doing that every day, right? Building a better world by going out and doing that. Yep, which involves reading and writing and working. Yep, yep. Yeah. you read. Being a, being a communist is just a practice of reading theory, applying that theory to mass work, and then revising theory and building on theory based on what you have learned from participating in mass work. That's all I'm going to say this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast about video game movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, yep. Um, you guys are cool. Um, you guys are the coolest people on the internet for listening to this podcast because you're both uh, principled leftists and you like video <laughs> games. And there's only, like, there can't be that many of you out there. <laughs> there seriously cannot. <laughs> you're very special and unique, every one of oh, you. Oh, okay. That's a podcast. <laughs>